Hi, thanks for tuning in to High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. Today we're reviewing Orphan First Kill. Maybe Orphan? <laughs> we're, uh, John and I are huge fans of the first Orphan film, and uh, so we're looking forward to talking about this new one. There is going to be spoilers. Uh, midway At like a midway point, John will let you know, uh, but it will be spoiler-free up until a point. So if you haven't seen the movie, go ahead and listen in, and if you have, stay till the end. All that and more today on High on, on Horror. Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. All right, so for starters, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space game. For those of you who haven't heard, there's a Killer Clowns from Outer Space game actually happening. It seems to be in the vein of all the other horror games where it's team-based, which a lot of people have, had, yeah. have complained about that. But uh, it's supposed to be three versus seven, so you, you have like three clowns against seven humans. And uh, it looks like you get to be the clowns uh, shooting your little cotton candy guns, yeah. and then it shows like you get to be the clowns carrying the cotton candy away. Like You and I have awesome. both signed up for the beta. Yeah. When it was there, it was like, what, what systems do you have? I started clicking everything. Switch, PS4, <laughs> PS5, PC. I don't care. I just want to code. Yeah, that would be awesome. I can't wait to play it. My son, uh, Abel, he's uh, hooked on it. Like I made him watch the trailer for it, and he loves the movie. Movie. and uh i don't think there's anything harmful in that movie that like children that like, was one of the, can't see like what i think about is one of the ones that was like showed to me is like a family horror it's movie. a break it's for sure it's a gateway movie yeah. for sure and uh he loves the movie he watches it all the time and when he saw the game he's just he keeps asking when's it coming out when's it coming out so you know that's probably i'm probably gonna be playing you online <laughs> me, and, me and my son my five-year-old son will be playing you online that'd be awesome it's funny because i remember watching the movie with my family and i wasn't scared and one night, like, I just woke up, like, late, late one night, and I turned on TV, and it was on, and I watched it by myself as a kid. And, <laughs> and I was like, now I'm kind of scared a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I never found it scary. It was always just fun to watch. These clowns never really scared me. They fucked you up, though. Uh, Pennywise. Yeah, that's Pennywise. Tim Curry Pennywise got you, too. Pennywise and a funhouse. What was your worst uh, Pennywise scene? Like, what scene fucked you up the most? The sewer scene? Or the, uh, the shower scene? That one. And, uh... The other one, and it's funny because like everybody I tell goes, really that one, when he's in the book and he's just dancing through the town, oh, the like photo. the book comes to yeah, life in the photo, and yeah, he yeah, just yeah. like pops through, like it's still like watching it today. Like sometimes it'll give me goosebumps. Yeah, it's that's uh yeah. I mean, it's a great movie and Tim Curry's creepy as shit, but wasn't one of those ones that traumatized me as a kid. But my wife, I don't know if I ever told you this or not. How well, how well, how old were, were you when you saw it? Um, I was like, I gotta think, uh. Like, did you see I when was, it came I was, out? Oh, yeah, I was like a child. I, I okay, remember my parents so yeah. watched it on TV. I remember my dad watched it on TV when yeah. it came out. Yeah, and it's crazy because I remembered that, like, uh, as a kid, I remembered, like, when I recently bought it on Blu-ray, I when I, and you're watching it, it just plays it as, like, one seamless movie. Yeah. But I remember, like, the introductions to each episode and the music in them was awesome. And, like, the Blu-rays cut that out. And, like, I always wondered. I'm like, I wonder what if they'll ever restore that. And I actually read online a couple of weeks ago someone was talking about it. So I'm like, I'm not the only I'm glad I didn't. And just like make that up over time in my head that like i did remember there was like uh opening and studios used to scenes. never do this but now that they realize like we'll pay them for anything mm-hmm. as long as we want it they're like sure let's yeah. find a way to put it together it's just a shame it's just for people with add like you know there's the hard there's the hardcore buffs out there like us that like want to see like the credit scenes and like the opening credit scenes and, like the music and then there's like most people just like how why everything's digital most people are just like now nah, just get to the movie so they're just like cutting out all the stuff that some of us still would 
like to enjoy. I but, will um, say, so about skipping credit scenes, is it part... F- I'm trying to think of one of the Friday the 13th. It's just... And I can't believe I can't think of the... But it's like gotta be a solid two to three minutes of just black with white lettering for the credits in the oh, beginning. oh is it yeah, part yeah, five? yeah i uh is it, i think i don't know i, mean, I feel like because the, the 3d one has a 3d uh maybe it was three part. was like that too but i remember like whenever it comes on i'm just like no there's no point for me to watch it, it might be five yeah that's actually a hard question i mean there's probably some fans you know there's hardcore jason yeah, fans yeah. that are like i know which one and damn you know we should know this that's yeah. embarrassing Damn. Anyway, but we got some weed too. <laughs> yeah, we do. What are we smoking today? We got some of that uh, Tyson 2.0. Tyson. Yeah, that sour diesel to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson weed. <laughs> Is that to go with that uh, Mike Tyson documentary that's uh, recently on Hulu? Uh, our, our pals over at Hulu. <laughs> yeah, our pals over at Hulu. Uh, uh, Mike Tyson's protesting it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he I had, had involvement in it, and then. He wrote like something like "fuck Hulu, don't watch this," and the UFC was involved with it. And Dana White called him, and he said, "I asked him like why he didn't want because they were supposed to be involved in it." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "If you don't want me to be involved in it, I won't." He's like, "He told me they're like bullshit about stuff, but he didn't get into details." He was like, "I was just like." Well, I'm just going to side with Mike. He's like, so the UFC pulled out their involvement in the Damn. documentary as well. Damn. Okay. So I guess it's like a negative. I haven't seen it, so that's that's crazy to hear. I haven't either. It's like looks like one of those episodic ones, maybe. So to answer your que- my question, you you our weed is not to coincide with the release no. of the Tyson documentary. No, it's uh, but it is uh, twenty four point sixteen percent. That's sour diesel. No, the sour D's. <laughs> sour D. It's uh, obviously it's a popular strain everywhere. It's a sativa made by Cross and Chem Dog with Super Skunk. Let's see. Oh, it says the effects are dreamy, cerebral, fast acting, and energizing. Cerebral. I'm just thinking like cerebro, <laughs> Professor. X. I was thinking Triple H, <laughs> cerebral <laughs> assassin. <laughs> Time to play the game. <laughs> the strain features a pungent flavor profile that smells like diesel. That's weird. Medical marijuana patients choose sour diesel to help relieve symptoms associated with depression, pain, and stress. Growers say this strain grows best in a dry outdoor climate. So if you're out there and you want to want to grow, get you a dry outdoor climate. Like uh, Arizona. Like uh, Arizona. We might know somebody from Arizona. We know somebody from Arizona. He's an asshole. but And uh, it has a flowering time of 77 days. It first became popular in the early 90s. Oh, wow. All right, so we I guess you're going to load it up. Oh, well, we just, is that what we just smoked? Because we already yeah. smoked the bog pack. Um, yeah. You got more? You want to load it yeah, up? I got yeah, more. I got some right here, too. Hold Whatever. on. We're going to, we, we, we just going to take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> There's always been something wrong with Esther. Orphan First Kill is a prequel filmed 13 years after the first film, but takes place two years before. Isabel Furman reprises her role as the adult woman child. She's an adult acting like a child, playing an adult acting like a child. Isabel really channeled Robert Downey Jr. from top, from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Isabel said that uh, she was confident that she could play the role of Esther again, uh, but she didn't want to do everything exactly like she had in the first film. 
uh, first kill fell into the hands of a new director, William Brent Bell, who was an uber fan of the first film and of horror in general. He said that he likes doing horror films because they're creative and free, and you can sneak social commentaries in. Bell directed The Boy, Brahms, The Boy 2, as well as the Elizabeth Bathory uh, killer video game, uh, killer video game movie Stay Alive, and The Devil Inside as well. Uh, the director of the first film, Joan Colette Sarah, who also directed the killer shark movie The Shallows, has been quite busy, and I'm assuming that's why he didn't do this prequel. Um, I looked it up. I really couldn't find any info. Uh, I figured that like, he was just too busy because he was directing uh, Jungle Cruise and the huge DC movie Black Adam. I Adel. mean, Jungle Cruise was a flop, but that was a huge movie that was supposed to come out. And DC's it's the Black Adam. It's one of those Adel. movies they're building. You know they always come along where it's a movie that's being hyped as like a huge movie. And you're looking at it and you're like, that movie's going to bomb. Yeah. That was one of those. But I mean, okay. it was still a big budget movie. And I mean, Black Adam's a comic book movie starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you know. So that's so he's huge. just friends with the Rock, I guess. <laughs> that's true. But uh, yo, the Rock would have fucked Esther up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> rock bottom, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, William Brent Bell actually fought to get Isabel Furman back as Esther. Uh, there were talks of replacing her due to how hard and tricky filming would be with her being older now. Apparently, there was a lot of like screen tests and uh, conversations being held with studio execs, and uh, getting Is- Isabel approved for the role took nearly a year. Yeah, the movie was filmed from November to December of 2020. Isabel was actually 23 at the time, mm-hmm. so she's closer in age to Leanna uh, than she appears in the first film when she was 11 during filming. Uh, some of the cast who were the same height as Isabella while they were in frame, they had to wear platform shoes while standing next to her. Uh, they de-aged her in this. And I got to tell you, like the technology for that's getting better and better. It is. Granted, you know, she's 23. Well, 23 when she filmed it. Right. So it's not as difficult to maybe de-age. And, uh, the script was written two years before the film came to fruition. The writers of orphan first kill are the same, uh, as the first film, producer Alex Mace, he wrote both films, and uh, they're the only two uh, writing credits to his name. Uh, David Leslie Johnson is back on as a writer as well. He wrote the screenplay for The Conjuring 2 and 3, but we won't mention the third one, <laughs> even though I just did. And did uh, David uh, Kogashaw joins the writing crew this time. He didn't write uh, the first film at all. He didn't partake in the first film, really, but... Uh, He's uh, done some writing for the Scream TV show and other genre stuff like The Haunting in Connecticut, too. John, take us through the film. All right. Orphan First Kill is a 2022 psychological horror film that serves as a prequel to the 2009 film Orphan. Uh, One of the main goals of First Kill was to cover the much-talked-about plot holes, if you will, from the first film, which was like how did Esther slash Leanna get from Eastern Europe and Estonia to an American orphanage without being dropped off, like even mm-hmm. even if she forged their paperwork, and uh, so it does, s- yeah, I mean that's that's true. It does does answer that question. Yeah, I mean, I I guess that was really I guess only to me maybe I guess the only plot hole of orphan, but I didn't really question it too yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah, that wasn't something I really questioned. I could see why people would, but I yeah, I didn't even question that. And uh, so we start here on January twenty sixth, two thousand seven. Uh, Estonian psychiatric patient Leanna Klammer, played by Isabella Furman, is a 31-year-old woman with a rare hormonal disease called hypnoputarism. Uh, I probably mispronounced that. It gives her the appearance of a 9-year-old child. 
And with hypno-pituitarism. Um, so hypno, it's hypo. Hypo-pituitarism. There you thank go. You. <laughs> if I wasn't this high, I, when I wasn't this high, I had no problem pronouncing it. <laughs> anyway, uh, it affects the hormones of the pituitary, and they have different actions in the body. And it gets all technical here. There's symptoms of it. Therefore, they depend on which hormone's deficient of how it affects people. And... Uh, there's stuff like follicle stimulating hormones and stuff like that that is way above us. <laughs> uh, but with the growth hormone deficiency like Leanne has, it's more common in people that have an underlying tumor than those with other causes. Oh, no shit. Okay. So, so she's super rare. Oh, wow. Okay. And, okay. Uh, That's pretty cool, though. I like that. And uh, Leanna breaks out of the Sarnay Institute by seducing and killing the guard. The guard got some head, but not the way he wanted. <laughs> uh, Le- Leanna uh, is pulling a Sarah Connor. It just felt like Sarah when she was like sneaking, just doing shit from T2, just getting out of yeah, there. Yeah, the way she busted out. Yeah. yeah. She hides in a car that belongs to Anna Troev, an art therapist played by Gwendolyn Collins. And after breaking into Anna's house and killing her, Leanna looks up missing American girls and she bears resemblance to a girl named Esther Albright, who went missing on May 2nd, 2003. And, like, let's talk about Anna. Like, she's the one character I feel the worst for. Like, homegirl just wanted a jerk. It's <laughs> her first fucking day. Yeah, I know, and, man. Like, because, like, when she first comes in, they're like, you, you got to be careful yep. of this girl, Leanna. And they're like, they, there was shit break going down. And they're like, stay in this room and you'll be safe. And you see her in there. And then... She shook because, like, she asked her name and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's already shook, and then they're like, just go out and go home. And this bitch already waiting at home and just pops her as soon as she opens the door. <laughs> yeah, man. I rode home in the trunk, too. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, and posing as a lost girl, a police officer approaches Leanna in a park late that night, and she introduces herself as Esther, claiming that her parents are in the United States. That quote, uh, like, Leanna's a bitch. Oh, Anna usually only takes one and then fucking whacks her across the fucking face. Yeah, cool. Yeah, hits her with a second one. And just the, the, so first of all, the gore in that opening scene just outdid yeah. any gore in the first one. The first sure. film, like, the gore in, that, in the opening scene in the sanitarium was insane or the institute, whatever the hell it was. And, uh, and that was just crazy. And then, like, the, the fact that, you see the way Esther did this, the way you brought that up about Sarah Connor, but she's such a conniving bitch. Like you just said, like she is heartless. Like she just like she has she goes about doing this like it's second nature to her. Like she has no issues, like no morals, no no conscience. Just the bitch is evil. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we jump to Darren, Connecticut, and wealthy artist Alan Albright, played by Rossif Sutherland, half brother of the Keith. Keith. Keith Sutherland. <laughs> and his wife, Trisha, played by Julia Stiles, has since come to terms with the disappearance of their daughter and are informed by Inspector Donnan, played by Hira Kanagawa. I think I got that I right. I got it. That Esther has been found. Uh, Trisha travels to the American Embassy in Moscow and she's reunited with Esther. Trisha brings Esther home and immediately starts to have doubts when she noticed that Esther's forgotten about the death of her grandmother. Uh, or that all of a sudden she has painting skills and they're like really good and like like really good like, yeah and they're like talking about like she was missing for what about four years yeah right and like all of a sudden she's like an amazing like pianist and fucking artist and shit 
And she likes wearing uh, like uh, like little necklaces around her neck and around <laughs> her wrist that she don't want people touching. And she's got a little her little book that she <laughs> don't want nobody touching. She oh, became yeah. real secretive and artistic in those four years. Uh, uh, Leanna grows fond of Alan after they both start bonding over their painting skills and uh, tries to separate him from Trish. It's kind of like the movie's kind of going at this point a lot of like if you've seen the original you're like oh i think i know where this is going correct uh but esther's a little creeper she watches out and trisha about to have sex before a charity gala and then esther like rips her dress distracts him and ruins what could have been the best scene in the movie (laughs) while trisha (laughs) and uh alan attend the charity gala hosted by trisha esther's half-brother gunner played by matthew finland is throwing a party his friends are like fucked up to Esther. Like, granted, she's a bitch. But oh, they're like, a bunch of college dudes. But they don't know. I don't like, know. Is it high school or college? Either way, they're douches. I, they're I, I thought it was bags. high school. But, uh, uh, someone at the party asks, How is his sister since she's been back? His friend Mike, played by Alec Carlos, says she's been at some Eastern European sex gulag. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, granted, she's a bitch. But like I said, these people don't know that at this point. Right. She's still innocent to that, as far yeah, as I know. They're like, just, picking, they're just being her. an asshole. Like, she hasn't done anything to him. Uh, Inspector Donnan arrives at the house uh, where he steals a vinyl record from Esther's room, which has Leanna's fingerprints on it. He has a great line when he shows up and asks Gunner if he's throwing a party. And Gunner's like, no, I'm just having, like, a few friends. And Donnan responds with, you could smell the weed down the street. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like... This is where things uh, really take a turn, so I feel like this might be the best spot to kind of drop off. Yeah, we'd hate to ruin that twist. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a perfect spot to just kind of get up out of here for non-spoilers, because, like we said, it takes a real turn. I was a little leery coming into the film. Like, after all this time, the masterpiece that's the original Orphan, I didn't know how it stacked up. Uh, Without, like, giving away too many spoilers... There's a twist I did not see coming in this movie, and I feel like there was a lot of reviews out there that were saying like there's a twist, and I was expecting it, still didn't, still, <laughs> still, still didn't guess what it was. Uh, it's good. I think I can confidently say for both of us um, that that we didn't that, that we didn't see that twist. No, definitely. And Julia Stiles really gives like a standout performance in this film. I really enjoyed her character. Um, I can't really go more into like you just got to see it. Th- understand her character uh there were moments that uh gave me tense feelings like i had with the original uh, but i feel like the ending kind of played out how you expect it when you got there like yeah. well when we got to the final scene that's the only you disappointment i had i was happen. like well i know how this is gonna end up playing yeah, out that's true and uh do i is it as good as the original no i i don't know how you could top it uh like they for, from what they did back then uh it's still a solid sequel though i'd give it a 7.7 yeah we're not that far off you know i gotta admit that going in i was worried too uh that was one of my main things that i didn't say to you was that i was worried going into this movie that it was gonna suck because it had been so long since the first film and it didn't really seem all that necessary of a film to make i thought it could have been done after the first one and uh i'm glad that it was as good as it is though because this is how you make a fucking prequel (laughs) it kept the story fresh 
And right when you think you get where the story is going, it bitch slaps you with a killer twist that is almost <laughs> on par with finding out that Esther is an older woman in the first film. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Seeing Esther. But uh, we did just kind of say she's 31 already, so. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, uh, seeing Esther, you know, being under someone else's control. And am I going to go into, is that too much of a spoiler if I go any further? Yeah. Yeah, I'll cut it off here. Okay. Uh, all right, here's what I'll say. Um, I was taken aback by how clever the movie is, how gory it is, how funny it is, uh, in that dark humor way especially. Uh, I don't think that it's a bad movie at all. I honestly loved it. And uh, I give the first 8.5 out of 10, so I'm going to go with an 8 on this one. Yes. Yeah, yeah we're, we're pretty close on this one. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, time to get on get to spoilers. Get on spoilers. Let's get into the good stuff. Yeah, so... The ooey gooey. If you haven't seen it or you don't want it ruined, whatever the fuck, for whatever reason you don't want spoilers, get the fuck out. (laughs) For tasting more, it's encore. For tasting more, it's encore. (laughs) All right, so uh, get it back here. Expector Donnan, like we said, he just got the vinyl record. He took it back to his house, but he's unaware that Esther has followed him. Yo, like somebody tie a bell on this bitch. Like, uh, she's just out here just ninja sneaking to everybody. Ninja like, sneaking. Bro, she's she, she she better at sneaking than Michael. Like she always somewhere. Yeah, she, like, she's very elusive. I thought that watching I'm like, this this little girl is very elusive, man. Like she's she not really a little is. girl. That's how she fools you. She's still little. She's still little. She's still little. <laughs> she might not be a girl. She's a little woman. Little woman. <laughs> Anyway, he takes the record back to his house. Esther's there. He didn't know that. He analyzes the fingerprints, and surprise, it's not a match. Leanna attacks Inspector Donnan before Trisha arrives, having followed Leanne. And she sits there, and she goes that her mother's never going to find out. And she's like, she already knows. And then you just see him eat a bullet yeah, to the uh, fucking just, dome. Just domes him. And then it's Julius Stiles. I... That, I both of these movies have twists that you're like oh i should have probably seen something like that coming but i didn't Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so trisha reveals that she knows leanna is not esther because four years ago uh, during an altercation trisha's son gunner uh accidentally killed her which trisha covered up without alan's knowledge right she said that uh he was just too rough on her so basically her daughter's been dead the entire time and her and the son have been lying to the dad. Like, but the like, dad's the only God, one that he, didn't know. The, the dad Being legit the thought the daughter the was kid? missing. I mean, it's uh, wrestling, I don't know, pedigrees, tombstone well, like, pile drivers, I don't know. she said a little too rough, and the girl's supposed to be nine, so it isn't like it's like an infant or something. Yeah, right. But the thing is, um, the whole movie, you know, um, the brother on high, what's the brother's name? Gunner. Gunner. There we go. Gunner Nelson. He is suspicious of her the whole movie. Even when they meet her at the airport, you can see it. And that's where the movie kind of hits you is because you're, like, you're kind of like, he knows, he, know, he, he can tell because he's a sibling, he knows that that's not his sister. And that's going in the whole time. I'm going, he knows it's not her. He knows it's the not whole, her. And then you realize, of course, yeah, he does know it's not her because his real sister's fucking dead. So the whole time him and his mom are playing house trying to fucking make the, the let the dad think oh we found your daughter and it's like the and he's the been twist, in a depression man. for years and like yes. esther comes back and now he's like doing good again so that's kind of uh so 
Yeah, they also dispose of Donnan's body in a cellar hatch. Yo, Esther was fucked up. <laughs> or Leanna was yeah, fucked Leanna, up. She's yeah. like, oh, is this where Esther is? Yeah, that's where Esther was married. And uh, they frame his disappearance as a vacation trip by forging an email to the police station. This one I thought was a little weird. They literally just go to his computer and type, I'm going on vacation effective immediately. Like, that's one <laughs> thing that kind of bothered me. Like, I could see how that. Many, how many workplaces have you worked at that you can just send them an email like the night of? Because, like, it was dark. No permission when he was needed back. from a boss. Yeah, no it supervision. Was dark when he got back to his house. So, nobody's in the office approving right. this. Just says, I'm going on vacation effective immediately. And then you disappear. That's not going to raise any flags. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I imagine they probably would have sent somebody like the next day or two, like, if blowing well, him we up. We don't get on his far along to answer, see if that would have been. If he didn't answer his phone, I would have thought they would have pursued him, but maybe they do. Maybe we just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Don't it be too suspicious if uh, new Esther were to disappear? Uh, Trisha agrees to continue Leanna's act for Alan's sake, and Leanna and Trisha remain on guard with each other. <laughs> it, it's just kind of funny because they're both just really standoffish of each other. They're both waiting for each other to make a move. Yeah. Trisha eventually attempts to poison Leanna during dinner, but Leanna refuses the food and excuses herself. And uh, she feeds the food to the rat it has been, like, living in her, like, vent, I yeah. guess. Yeah, in her room. And uh, later finds him dead after ingesting the poisoned meal. She retaliates by making a rat smoothie with the rat, uh, rat's carcass for Trisha. That shit. That, that got was, me, man. That got me. I was like, she drugged it. It's just drugs. It's just that's drugs. That's the same thing. She same goes to dump the shit in the sink, and it's the dead rat in the green fucking. That's why I would never drink the. It looks like somebody. It looks like uh, those green shakes look like diarrhea Dude, to me. It was funny because, like, I, like, I was putting myself in uh, Trisha's shoes, and I was like, <clears throat> the whole time, no, fuck it. I'm not drinking this. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep, same. I would have dropped the cup. I'll just let my husband think cup. I'm being a dick to my kid. Fuck <laughs> yeah, you. Right, it's worth it for a second. I'll just say later, honey, I didn't want to drink it. I wasn't in the mood. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, oh, terrible, dude, the man. rat got me because I thought the same thing. And I, even when she's sipping, I'm like, you know, I wonder how much before it would, like, affect her. And knock yeah. Her. And then you just see the rat. I was like, oh. <laughs> That's so terrible. Oh, man, that was, uh, that, that was pretty rough. Uh so Alan reveals he's going to the city and he's going to meet a, uh, about a potential art gallery. At the train station, Leanna attempts to kill Trisha and Gunner by pushing them in front of a train. She was like full on running, was about to just take that umbrella and just smack both of them. Cross both of them, push them both over. But a random stranger uh, appears out of nowhere and uh, interrupts her. He even yells at her, too. He's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> with Alan away, Leanna tries fleeing by stealing Trisha's car, but she's found by the cops. She gets brought back home. Yeah, knowing the, knowing the leverage they have on each other, Trisha still fucking called the cops on her for yeah. stealing the car. That cracked me up. <laughs> oh, fuck that. I'd be mad, too. Yeah, for real. Me, too. But then, I mean, she plays it off and just goes, oh, man, she's been a wreck like, since she's been back. But and Esther knows that she can't say shit because if she does, then Trisha will talk, and then it's going to be, they both go into jail. Uh, that night, Leanna's uh, brought back to the Albright house. And, uh, Trisha, this is where the movie gets really good. 
And Trisha and Gunner finally decide to kill Leanna. It was funny. I was looking, like, the time popped up there. And I looked, and it was, like, right when they, like, kind of make that decision. It was, like, 25 minutes left. I'm like, perfect. Dude, I love it how this uh, uh, Trisha just goes to Gunner. She just goes, fuck it. We're doing this tonight. Or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Or it's going down tonight. And, and Julie Siles, like. Like, they didn't even try. To, like, they literally, like, Esther gets home, goes upstairs to her room. And by the time she's in her room, she turns around, and they're in her doorway, ready to fucking kill her. Like, they don't even wait for the cops to pull off. This is, like, uh. I mean, like, this is kind of like Hellraiser. Like, how far is this woman going for some good dick? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. That's Super D. Yeah. I mean, well, you could argue what she did is worse, but. Yeah. uh, Distracted uh, by a phone call from Alan, uh, who's returning home, Trisha and Gunner search for when they disappear and you fucking knew this was coming earlier when you saw the fucking crossbow you knew it was popping oh yeah back when she disappeared because it was yeah. random shit you're like okay i yep. know this is popping up later so liana shoots gunner with the crossbow and then repeatedly stabs him with his fencing sword she she pretty fucking strong for like a <laughs> fucking tiny ass 31 year old woman yeah you're not you're not lying and uh, Trisha and Leanna fight in the kitchen and inadvertently... They stuff. fucking brawl, man. I just kept hearing Joey Styles, cat fight, cat fight! <laughs> uh, they set the house on fire in the process inadvertently, uh, and then they flee to the roof as Alan returns home. Well, that's cool because the fire leads to the first film because they said that like her last pre- previous home burnt down yeah. or whatever. And uh, secondly, dude, Trisha straight up fucking throws Esther across the counter. Like, it's really like an adult fighting a child in that scene. Like, she fucking just tosses her ass. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah, like, it's like really like a child fighting an adult, but it's like you can get away with it because it's not really a child. Yeah. But I mean, they're fucking each other up, man. It was awesome. And uh, Trisha and Leanna both slip and end up clinging to the roof. Um, oh, well, I also forgot, I want to say, Gunner fucking yeeted her. Oh, yeah. Dude, he fucking yeah. threw her. Dude, he launched her into the fucking wall. <laughs> that, that, I was like, how's she get up so quick? Like, <laughs> yeah, she limber, man. She was back in that fucking drywall. <laughs> anyway, they're both clinging to the roof. And this is where I said the predictability came in. Yeah. She begged Alan to save him. She was Leanna's. Uh, well, well, Tr- well, Trisha starts claiming that uh, Leanna, like she's, she's spilling her guts about yeah. it. Tell her except, who she is. She's not really part. your daughter, all that shit, you know? And uh, Trisha's trying to reveal the truth about Leanna. Then she ends up falling and dies. Alan lifts Leanna to the roof. As he comforts her, she removes her disguise. and just pops out her teeth. <laughs> i know their teeth just straight fall out <laughs> <laughs> oh geez anyway uh realizing she's not esther alan calls her a monster and she the look of repulsion him, on his face too she pushes him off the roof to his death but do you think it was on purpose yeah you did? Yeah, I do. I do because she can, knew. It she knew that. It feels like she was trying to reach out and grab him. Well, remember Julia Stiles or Trisha? I mean, said to her, uh, said to Esther, you know, like, remember, like a- after they make their deal, she says, you know, like he'll never like you. You're a freak. Um, now I'm gonna go fuck my husband or whatever it is she <laughs> yeah. says. Just total bitch, man. But uh, Instagram but, quote for yeah, the week. I feel that 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 like him because like from that moment he kind of saw her 
for who she was when he saw like her teeth fall out yeah. and he immediately rejected her and I think Esther realized like Julie, Trisha was right I almost caught her Julia Styles again Trisha was right and was like you know what he's not gonna accept me fuck this guy and she pushed him off the roof and I gotta say their 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 deaths were brutal man uh, him and him and Trisha they fell she was off the roof splatted on the street their bodies landed on the grass but their heads landed on the raised curve like right on the concrete his slab. was fine though like, was it I don't if, know. if I if I remember correctly maybe I didn't, I didn't see it all but I thought he was okay but hers was just fucking spread oh well, yeah I mean he still hit the concrete but her yeah. shit spread out further yeah like like the top of her head was in the middle yeah. of the street or something <laughs> and uh yeah so after that happened uh the house is burning and uh after cleaning off the blood on her face and dressing herself up as Esther uh she's uh gonna go to the orphanage where she waits for a new family to adopt her and like i said trisha was fucking splatted yeah dude that's yeah that shit was rough <laughs> julia styles was really good in this movie surprisingly yeah i'm gonna go back now because i was gonna spoil with yeah. my full review now i'll go back to what i was gonna say um like i said this is how you fucking make a prequel it kept the story fresh and uh it, right when you think it's going, where, where do you think you know where it's going? It bitch slaps you with a killer twist. And uh, it's just seeing Esther being under someone else's control and almost victimized was a fun take. You know, she's surrounded by people almost as bad as her, terrible people. Watching her being so miserable and Julia Stiles being such a bitch to her and controlling her and there's nothing she can do about it. It was fucking hilarious, man. I was laughing so much during... It was dark humor. Like, there was something very funny about it. And uh, it, so, uh, <clears throat> Trisha definitely got off on the power she had over... She Esther. starts dressing her and shit, like, literally yeah. treating her like her child and there's nothing she can do about it. She has to wear these outfits, you know? And we definitely so, see... Yeah, this, when she was like... So people are coming over because they want to see you since you're back. You like the color pink, right? Yep. Pink is your favorite color. And then like she's laying out all these dresses. What's your favorite color? <laughs> and uh, yeah, we definitely see a side of Julia Stiles that we have not seen before. And uh, it's, because, she, it's because she's not a blonde in this movie. That's why. Well, she said she, she got had a blast. sassy after <laughs> dyed her hair. <laughs> well, she said she had a blast playing the part. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine. Um, this movie's dark, but it's also got a wittiness to it that makes it funny, and it's hard to not look. It's it's hard to look away because you know nothing good is going to come from this scenario for anyone. Yeah, and, we know we know we know what the end game is. And uh, I was taken aback by how clever the movie is. Like I said, and uh, yeah, man, I thought this was a solid fucking follow up. Yeah, I think uh, I think that'll about sum up what we what what we got to say on this bitch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen uh, seen the new Randy Orphan, <laughs> you definitely need to check that out. You can uh, so ridiculous. You can figure out where it's located. So obviously, it's not Shutter. <laughs> we would have told you. Anyway, tune in next week, and uh, we'll be speaking with. G.O. Parsons, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this might be the first person we've had that's a, a writer. Yeah, well, I mean, I we've, we've had people that have written stuff, but just strictly a writer. Yeah, I think and, so. Uh, he was the uh, writer of 2021, the horror action film starring The Cage. Nick <laughs> Cage, Nicholas Willy's Cage. Wonderland. And uh, I, I'd seen it. I loved it. 
Drew, I got Drew to watch it. He's a little apprehensive, so we'll see what he thinks about it next week. But uh, yeah, I'll save what I yeah. thought. Of. I've already watched it. I'll save my thoughts for next week. <laughs> yes, Willie is Wonderland. <laughs> Willie is Wonderland. <laughs> anyway, we need to get get out of here. Wait, so. wait, wait, real quick before we wrap it up, I did want to say I almost forgot. You should always wrap it up. Uh, uh, Isabel Furman said that just today. I saw. Totally forgot about this that the third orphan is already in the works the script is being written and if it works if it works they'll do a third one so we'll see we'll they're see. already working on it but we'll yeah see. we'll end on that note yes yeah so follow us online high on horror 420 twitter facebook instagram tiktok check out our website high on horror.com sign up for our newsletter get our guest announcements and latest episodes sent directly to your inbox you can always send us an email because uh, we'll be doing some PPA next week. Puff Puff is. At highonhorror420 at gmail.com. And uh, that'll about wrap her up. Catch you later. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>